Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Boom Rookies. I am Matt Bungard. Alongside me, as always, Mitch Doyle. Hello. And good day, everybody. This All is right, NRL are, Boom uh, Rookies. We are just a few days away from Rookie League being back in our lives with the All-Star Game. Some, some other trials coming up this weekend as well, but... Yeah, Mitch, it's we're def- uh, the worst month of the year in terms of sport. February, the Super Bowl is pretty much like an oasis in the desert in a lot of ways before we get meaningful rugby league back in our lives in March. But um, yeah, it'll be nice to see the All-Stars game this weekend. From I mean, if we see it. <laughs> yeah, we're going to a box party. So, and it's, you know, it starts Friday. So it's hard to, to predict the state. And pre- preparedness for the game will be in by Saturday night. I'll obviously watch it <laughs> at some point. Yeah. But yeah, the... The lack of star power. I sound like a I sound like a journo saying that, but truly the lack of star power on the sides hasn't got me as pumped as I've been for this game in the past. But also last year I wasn't as pumped for footy. But the, the players take this game so seriously, and you know the the war cries at the start and similar. Like it actually kind of does work in that sense. It does get you going when it's on. So I'm hoping it has that intensity again. You look at the lineups and. It's hard to think it will have that intensity again, but you never know. Maybe, you know, maybe, you know, Brent Naden has a storm. I mean, you could argue, though, that guys on the fringes have more to prove, so they'll try harder. So, I don't know. You, you could argue that, but it's like, you know, like, again, it's not like they're bad teams, but it's like, you know, the back line for the Maori side is like Rapana at fullback, Morgan yeah. Harper and Patrick Herbert, the other wings, Dylan Walker and Remus Smith, the centres, and the halves are Harris, Vita, and Nicarima. It's just I mean, not if, exciting. If you're a Sharks fan, you'll be watching the Indigenous team quite closely with, I think, what, three quarters of your spine for this year um, making up the spine for the All-Stars team. So, yeah, um, I mean, there'll be something. The Indigenous and, um, back we get, far superior. We but... get Shaq Mitchell in there as well, so that's fun. That's, I mean, I know he's lost some weight, but, gee, that's, that's a dude getting by a lot on being Latrell's brother. And there's a lot of guys with brothers out there, but... um. Apparently, being the trolls brother is a bit more important than being some other guys' brothers. But yeah, getting into this is the funniest part too. It just I know there's obviously better players. We don't know who was available either, so we don't know if other ones put their hand up. But it still seems funny that you can't tell me there wasn't some other dude over Shaq Mitchell. But there he is. You leave poor Shaq alone. I remember um, seeing but... a couple of years ago in preseason. Man, I think I've told you this story. I was yeah. I can't remember where I was going with footy, but we were away somewhere with the teams. I remember seeing the full Roosters team at the airport and this one dude who was like 60 kilos overweight from a distance. I could see like, you know, the 30 of them there. And there was this giant dude in the tracksuits and something. I thought, oh, maybe they've brought, you know, they've brought someone along, you know? I don't know. Maybe it's, you know, someone who's unwell and whatever. They're like, they're <laughs> on the trip. And I get close. I'm like, oh, no, that guy's a, that guy's a player. <laughs> it's like, he is not playing footy this year. And he did not. That was like, he had obviously played juniors and similar, but you he was like 160 kilos dead set. Like that guy was not playing footy and he did not from then onwards, but he's dropped. He dropped like 30 kilos, something ridiculous. He's he in looks, okay he looks shape. in pretty good shape. Yeah. And it's not to say he, he can't come back or anything, but just funny to go back into the all-stars match. Like, you know, maybe, you know, I don't mind seeing guys get another chance. Maybe he drops all that weight, gets into real good shape. Now maybe there's, there's a player in there, but. Yeah, there wasn't one in there. Well, there was one in there somewhere when I when I last saw him, but he looked nothing like even the photos on the internet when he's really big. He looked like bigger than than he looks in those photos. Yeah. Um. Speaking of people who have relatives who were very good at rugby league, um, mm. that clip doing the rounds today of um Dean Witter's daughter like bodying some poor girl in the Tasha Gale Cup, scoring the first ever try 
um, for the Rabbitohs in that competition. <laughs> that, that was amazing. I don't know if people yeah, saw this, but um, if you if you haven't just saw it, it's uh, her name's Yolara Withers. It's on New South Wales Rugby League's Twitter account. It's like a fifteen second clip, but yeah, throws the trademark dummy and step as well. It was a chip off the old block. It was awesome. I thought. Yeah, it's good stuff. I, I agree. It was, it was entertaining. Now, where's the yeah. dumb called? Get her in the game. Yeah, get her out um, there with the med. <laughs> yeah. Um, also in that team are Blake Toff's, uh cousin and Keon Kolomatangi's cousin playing for South. So pretty cool. Pretty there you cool. go. A whole lot of nepotism at South. You're saying at the moment. Well, well, I mean, she's good though. So like, yeah. it doesn't doesn't work when she's good. I don't think. It can, it can still be nepotism and good. There's plenty of people uh, I guess. That have nepotism yeah, no, that's and good. True. Yeah, they they can still be fine. So um, anyway, that Indigenous All Stars game. That we're not gonna run through the lines. People can look at it. The Indigenous yeah. Maori All Stars game. Sorry, um, oh, yeah, I'm not as pumped. Uh, Alex but, Johnson you know, maybe, is no longer playing, so I will not be participating. Yeah, I mean the Indigenous backline's sick. You know, maybe we see Dave Fafita turn it on because it's a um. You know, an all-star match, but I'm not really enthused by a lot of it. You know, not not really a lot of the guys you expect to fire up for this type of contest in those lineups. And then the like the benches are long. It's nice. Selwyn Cobo not copying a start is a is a rot. Yeah, uh, I did see that. Like they've got some. Yeah, they've, they've got a few couple of talented players on the bench there. Um, in they terms do. of their backs with Sloan as well. So, um, that'll be fun, I guess. Oh, we'll talk about it after happens. That should be should be a good game. Um, yeah, and I. Uh, Camper did a story on one of the indigenous women's players today, which was pretty good. No, oh, yeah. I yeah. didn't say that. Uh, it was, it was uh, so she's uh so she's it was just a sort of like a one of those like growing up stories how she always wanted to be a rabbito and all that stuff. Um and now she is a rabbito and playing in the Ursula's now. Her name was um her name was Sarah Field. Um so that was pretty good. That's shout cool. out Campton. Shout out Nick Campton. He, well, he doesn't yeah. get many shout outs on the podcast, so yeah. I'm glad we uh, we can get another one in there for 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 him. Um, I didn't write anything good today. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Muggers. <laughs> it's important to be honest with yourself, I think. Is it? It's like, yeah, is that is that why Kevin got the shout out? Because you just weren't happy. Oh, with yeah, mate. If I'd had my own yarn to plug, fuck him. But, you know, not today. <laughs> but I did not have one. So. <laughs> Uh, he gets the spare right. airtime with, the, with those um, Bungard yarns, huh? Exactly, mate. That's how it works. Um, it's, it's like the Mac. It's like the dentist system. It's a whole thing. Uh, moving on. Um, not a whole lot of other rugby league news, but we did have this coaches survey that got released today. Apparently, 30 head and assistant coaches from around the league were surveyed a bunch of questions. Uh, and Mitchell, your main takeaway was that coaches are insane. Yeah, they are. I mean, the, the responses in the yes, no, or no answer things are great. Some of them are fine. Like we can probably go through those, but they have this section and there's only part one out now. And I don't know the telegraph did this too. And I don't know why they haven't broken this down, but they have a section on the survey that says, what rule would you like changed or introduced? And I don't know why they haven't broken down that the coach wants that changed, but I'm guessing they mostly changed, but there's some insane ones in there. For example, someone wants contact with the kicker changed. So you can just murder kickers. Uh, someone wants the obstruction rule changes. They always do. Uh, one just says holding people down in tackles as a second and third efforts in the tackle. I think Change in that, that one, they want less of that. Like they want yeah, less. I know. Ruck, it's not a rule though, is it? This change. Well, no, that's, that's true. <laughs> just change it. <laughs> and, then, fix the- and then the worst is the same one is somebody wants to remove the out of play rule. 
when you you're in front of the, the play the ball when they play the ball. And it's like whoever that coach is, whoever you are, you're a moron. To you're not be fair, it, if you were. it doesn't say remove. It says they could change. So it could be some yeah, sort they, of like well, what's the other the, way they want to the, change if it? If the if the person who if the dummy, if the person who played the ball runs past you, they could run you on side or something. Maybe they want but something like, like that. Like I'm not saying that's important. It is offside. It's so dumb. Yeah, you no, no, no. I understand <laughs> that. But like, um, this is what happens when we just make rule changes, and now whatever we, we listen to these things. But oh, they uh, want yeah. a one assistant ref on the ruck only. Hmm. Mm. Now, <laughs> what what a good I idea. Heard this before <laughs> that was definitely Bears who wrote that. Well, look, I mean, he's not wrong. I did like, I mean, yeah. I like that 60% of coaches said that they agreed that mental health is an issue among NRL coaches. I'm sure it is. And more yeah. please, and also pleasing was that I think also about 60, in fact, the percentages are the exact same. So maybe it's the exact same people also think that uh, players should be released for mid-year international matches. So yeah, that was good. I was, I was actually surprised. I was going to be way less, right? Yes. Yeah. And also yeah, a... 70, only 30% wanting a draft is good. That moronic yeah. idea needs to be bonked on. And the transfer window again, 78%. But yes, we've been over this a few times. Maybe you haven't listened before, if you haven't listened to the podcast, but people need to redirect their anger at that. The RLPA never have much anger with in the first place, but they're the ones are responsible. They're the ones who aren't letting us have a transfer window. People keep whinging that like the NRL just should just change it. They can't without the RLPA agreeing. And I know they're probably kind of trying to renegotiate for, I think it's next year. And I think maybe the NRL have annoyed the RL player enough with rule changes. They might just give like, the RL player a bit more of a say in rule changes. They might actually give up for a transfer window. They've annoyed the players that much. But that's who's at fault there. It's not the NRL. And yeah, I'm, we're all, I'm all pro for that changing as well. Like, the NRL want it changed too. They, they, they don't, they're not interested in the game talking about rumor for two years. They're just not. You know, they no. want to talk about the footy. Yeah, um, that's what we want too. But yeah, one of the one of them wants to already change the uh, the forty the forty meter ruck infringement rule as well. They want to change it to twenty meters. <laughs> what? What do you mean? Like they want? Le- oh, right. Penalty inside but, twenty for ruck and offside, not forty. But, <laughs> yeah, but right. like they also the first three things on that list are all directly opposed to that. <laughs> I know so, that's a funny. Like the first like four of them want six again's gone. Yeah, which is great. And then um, I would like to think those were written in like order of how many times they were brought up, which I guess if you look at them would kind of make sense. They would make sense because the first three are about the six again rule. The next one's and about the scrum, obstructions, yep. second ref, all pretty straightforward stuff. And then bunker, bunker four passes. passes yep. And I then you go then, further yep. down and then it's like golden try is not really a top priority. I think, for like, I think from holding people down in tackles, that's individual answers. That's what I think. I think that might be right. And yeah, maybe in a couple wants- for the stripping rule, but yeah. So one of them wants 40-20s from any kick. So as long as the ball's travelled 40 metres. So I mean, like that, a, yeah, that a 40-0. Zero. If you're a fullback, how the fuck are you supposed to... You're going to fucking get your... I don't know. You're going to get your right angle out and just... Like, see it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, that's just it. You have to... You have to right. yeah, see it. The fullback has to know. Yeah. Every line has to be red on the field. That's how the fullback will tell Bunga. They're all red. Yeah. And they kick from the red ones, and if they go past uh, another red pre- one, preseason past. sand hills have been replaced by preseason Pythagoras theorem. Fuck me, how's yeah, that gonna I like work? That. But I, I, yeah. I enjoyed that one too. But most of the answers are good. But I just like the rule changes. And yeah. It's like they coached had like one little box of you know surveys where they had one box to fill in, and one coach is like, "This has really had me going." That yeah. I'm put. This is my one. Um, is I my like one that. Rule. I like that one coach said Cam Murray was the best player outside their club. 
Yeah, because that's good, true uh, for fifteen. That's true of that's true for sixteen of the seventeen clubs. So, but yeah, Tom Tavoyevich won that vote. Then Cleary and Tedesco, and then Cam Murray. Well, that's it is one vote considering we know it was thirty coaches. I mean, so, but uh, it's, you know, is that that person's right? So I'm gonna go with that. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's let's um let's talk about Andrew Webster's article, which was pretty good. Nailed it. Um. Yeah. Look, I mean, it, it's kind of funny because obviously. Like, um, like this is just stuff that you and I and other lunatics on the internet have been saying for two years, but hmm. it's just nice coming from someone who, you know, whose opinion is actually relevant in the discourse. But uh, if you didn't read it yesterday, go and go and find it. But basically just slams all the rule changes and how a bunch of shit's going to turn this into rugby union, all that stuff. But um, I want to read, I'll just read one paragraph out because it really hmm. hit home in the stuff we've been bitching about for two years, which was... The fabled six-to-go rule for ruck infringements was introduced during the game shutdown from COVID-19 in the middle of 2020. It was supposed to eradicate the wrestle, parentheses, which it didn't, at the behest of broadcaster Channel 9, brackets, which should never have a say in the rules of the game. The distinction between the good teams and the bad teams became palpably clear. The new rules also suited some teams and not others based on how they play the game and the players they had recruited. If you didn't have a nippy hooker and or halfback, it was game over. Similarly, if your pack was too big and lacking ball-playing skill, you were just making up the numbers. All right, that was three paragraphs, but spot on. I can hit it on the head. Yeah, I mean, a lot of what he said there, we're not trying to blow our own horn, but we will. A lot of it's what we, we've been saying for years. So it's just good to see somebody in the mainstream media say these things because a lot of them were just on side. Even Webster himself was on side from day one. It, like some of the... We hit some weird quotes a couple of years ago, like comparing Valandis to Jesus. Like, ugh, that's before he was in charge, but... Yeah, there was some weird stuff like that, but his main thing was attacking the the more technology and rules and bringing in you know a chip into football into the rugby league ball for passes, which it's a terrible idea. I don't care what anyone says; it's a terrible idea. I like to be able. I think they should be able to rule for passes. I don't expect bunker hundred percent accuracy. I don't. I don't want to see every four pass rule, but also the logistics is never thought about with this. It's like the you know the Australian Open can't afford to put Hawkeye into every stadium the australian open can't afford that wimbledon can't afford that but the nrl is going to be able to afford that in more stadiums more cameras they're going to afford that just to call when this happens or when it actually matters but they can't afford that right so it then means that it'd probably only be in the major stadiums so if you play in a regional area great or regional areas it means that you could probably get a forward pass try scored and then what do we do can i i get that point when it comes to technology stuff but i actually don't care like i don't think it has to be across the board like i i I don't think it has to be there at all that's what i don't think no no (laughs) but like i i i don't necessarily buy into the idea that like you need to have the technology everywhere if you're going to have it at all just because like why is that? Well, no, just because like if it, if we do judge something to be a net good, then it's better to have it some places than to not have it at all, isn't it? Like, yeah, but is it a net good? <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying. Is. No, like, I, I don't know. But if if so, it's the same argument when like you know when like the junior comps or whatever, like or the Toyota Cup when it was played at like stadiums that weren't like the pregame, the they got played like you know, I went to a game at Chester Hill Oval once for God's sake. But like it was the same argument when like they play at you know, at A and Z for the grand final, and they'd be like, "Oh no, you can't have the video ref because you haven't had it all year." But like, well, why? Who gives a shit? They have it here. They're capable of using it. It's 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 good for the game if we have this thing. It's better to have it now 
than to not use it at all just because we couldn't have it. So I agree with that, but I think it's a bit different when it's like it'd be on 190 games of the year and not on like seven of them. Yeah. But like, like, I think that the numbers are a bit different there, you know? Yeah, I suppose. But I, I can certainly, even if it was only a games at like Suncorp and ANZ and the new football stadium, I, I don't know if that's, it, it's I, I don't know. I don't like, know. They've, they've been doing a lot too much of like, and just uh, they're focusing in on one issue and trying to fix that one thing. Like how they're like, you know, the stupid thing about bringing in new rules over new rules, but they get too focused on getting rid of one thing will, this is worth that. And this is one of, the, one of those things too. They they want to get rid of the blatant forward pass that's costing teams games. But how often does that happen? That, well, that's the same. That's it, mate. How often does other stuff that we try to get rid of happen? You know, like they get they change a tackle on the air rule because people might get hurt when they didn't, they weren't getting hurt, you know? But it's just saying, it's like, is it really worth calling every forward pass because of like the two or three that, uh, yeah, uh, and, and, and let's be real like 95 yeah. percent of forward passes are marginal and don't affect the outcome of the game in any way shape or form yeah and it's one of those as well though if you don't we don't want every forward pass i've already said that before but you know the blatant ones we can we already know they're blatant like just just call like just let the video the bunker rule and i know it doesn't have to be put per- it can't be perfect it doesn't have oh, to i be agree with that like, too the line ball ones just stay. Let us let them go. Like just let them go and call those if ones. You can, like the ridiculous if you can ones. watch a forward pass once and go, yep, forward. There you go. Done. Yeah. Like the the blatant ones that when we've seen like the the ones that go like six meters forward. Yeah, okay. But yeah. like that time Josh Morris threw it for, literally threw it forward <laughs> to Brett when he was getting tackled yeah. and they, they they gave it. It's like, yeah, let's just go sweet. And I don't want to say it works in union because union is not perfect either, but they rule on those. And yeah, generally it's pretty okay. We're never going to be perfect, but you know what? We can end up putting a camera, one camera or two cameras on at the 10 meter line or whatever, where they generally is going to affect the game on the side. And hope that catches if it's forward or not, you know, whatever. It doesn't matter that much. It doesn't be a physics lesson, but I don't think it's really worth going to all that left effort, but they seem very focused on it. At least, I guess, in this instance, at least they're putting in effort. They've been looking at it for years. not something they've thought of overnight and gone, yeah, you know what? That's good. That's, let's, let's just change that. But, yeah, it's kind of like a – what is it called? It's like survivorship bias. It's like they're focused on the three or four forward passes that have decided games, not the 1,000 that haven't. It's kind of like when you when someone says to you, oh, yeah, no sixth-round quarterback. like Or no, nearly nobody quarterbacks are drafted in the first round are relevant. And they go, oh, but Tom Brady was. It's like, yeah, but like the other 3,000 weren't. You know? It's yeah. like it's like there's, there's one case, those instances, their edge cases, just change how you rule on the, those four passes with the bunker. It's not that hard. Yeah, but, no, yeah The I whole point of that agree. article, again, is like stop changing everything. Stop fucking with everything. It doesn't, it, and the Channel 9's input shouldn't have counted. It did. We don't know why. Wait, can my input media count? Finally said it. Yeah, we're glad okay, someone so. in the media finally said it, but it's like, yeah, what a shock. All these changes and nothing fabric happened. There was not all of a sudden more fans watching the game. There oh, also the game's got in. worse. <laughs> the game's the game got, got considerably worse. worse. The ratings got worse. The finals were okay last year, but the ratings, the game got worse. The ratings got worse. Channel 9 got a better deal. Who did they serve? Channel Nine. We know this stuff. We've been through this a lot of times, and we keep saying it because, like, you got—I've got to remember sometimes that people are new. They don't listen to every podcast. 
Maybe they've had the point last time. Over there. So we've got to keep saying it, even though we've said it a lot of times. But if you want to hear our thoughts on those rules, there's a million podcasts in the last couple of years. You can go find. We've never liked them. Have had the same opinion from the start, pretty much. The only ones that I feel like have been positive changes has been the bunker change. And Which we wanted anyway. We did. Surprisingly, I don't hate the two-point field goal. I like the two-point field goal. Well, now you have the king of the two-point field goal. I mean, it's, Would have been I, nice like, feel, if you kicked that one in the grand final. Yeah. But, I mean, uh, I feel like it's still kind of dumb, but I just like, once it started happening, I was like, this. It's, I was I called from every game. Ah, it's cool. King of two-point like, field goal. Yep, fucking so do it. it. So like, whatever. That one I actually don't mind. It but again, it hasn't made a fabric change to the game, really. No. Like, uh, but that whatever. It's just they had this thing, and we knew that we all knew that We've been through this. Every sport, it's never been some minute rule change that made the game grow. It's investment in actual growth of the game. You know, and that's not going to come from rule changes. Like the NBA didn't grow in Australia because they were like, you know what? We're getting rid of the shooting foul. We're going to get rid of the think, take foul. What's the biggest one rule that changed a sport? The is it the three-point line? Is it NFL I, having a forward pass? Or is it when soccer introduced offsides? I mean, NFL the forward pass, like the game, if you go back and look at the history of, of, of American football, it was not American football until the forward pass happened. Like it was just yeah. rugby kind of. Yeah. It was like rugby kind of, but you could, you stopped. I think that's probably the answer then, right? Yeah. And the, and the offside, like the other ones, like for, for basketball, I haven't, like I've watched old games and stuff, but I don't think it, it has changed obviously how you play, but I still think a lot of the stuff you can still score at the hoop. That's all similar. Football that's offside rule is quite big too, but I think the it's a different sport without the forward passing in NFL. Yeah. All right. So what I've nailed t- my own question. How, how bad would American football be if you couldn't pass forward? Uh, the Ravens would probably win every game. So... I'm okay. Oh, with but it. but it's like if you can't pass forward, there's no reason to not like just have all these giant defensive ends kind of do just who just they all blitz yeah. all the time. Sounds like a terrible sport. No, <laughs> one, sounds... no one would ever no one would ever score. No, they wouldn't. It'd just be like a line <laughs> of ten men against a line of ten men, and then it occasionally be like three and out, three and out, three and out, full field touchdown. You know, three and out, three and out, three and out, full field touchdown. Yeah. It's great. Terrible. It sounds awful. <laughs> um all right, do you want to you want to talk about anything else footy related before we move on? Uh, we can talk about the latest one of the greatest uh, Dolphin signings. The other Bromwich finally happened. Yeah. I mean, we just kind of guessed that would happen last week, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, they only signed for one year, so I don't hate that one so much. So, you know, I'm not a big fan, but I actually like that more than like all of the other signings. Kenny's playing the best football of all the guys they've signed. And he has the least reputation, I guess, but he's playing the best football this year and he got the worst contract. Well, I mean, disagree, Mark Nichols, but... Fair enough. Oh, yeah, okay. okay. <laughs> but uh, yeah, he was playing the best football out of all the bigger signings. Thank you. And he, um, yeah, he was playing, and he's the one that got one year. So, whatever. I think that kind of got the, the old brother, the tag him on the nepotism deal there, but they mm. got a bargain on that one. So, I think that's actually quite a good signing out, oh, of, out of all the ones so far, even though he probably excites most fans the least. Yeah. Um, should we should we talk about the should we talk about the cricket at all? Yeah, oh, there's also some injuries too. We had Sean Ball's uh, like out for the oh, season. Yeah, Josh Juice is out for six weeks. Um, Not great. Sad. I'm sad for um like Sean Bloor just feels like this one of those his career is never going to get going. It feels yeah, like who really was sorry for him. Way. He had a lot of raps as a junior, and then Harley Smith Shields. The Raiders will will cover for that because they have a lot of outside backs now. But he was, you know, he was looking like 
he was in for a decent year as well. And the Raiders fans are excited and it's upsetting that he's now out. Yeah. Um, all right. So look, Cricket um, yeah. Um, I have never seen a cabal come together in the way that like every person we idolized in the nineties has come together <laughs> to defend Justin Langer here. For like no reason to. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I'm sorry. Before we could get deeper into this, I will say Shane Warne, the man who stormed out of a press conference because someone asked him if he was too fat, uh, <laughs> saying that current players are too sensitive, was possibly the least self-aware comment ever made by a human being. I mean, yeah. What the fuck was doing there? Like, <laughs> I mean, a lot of that, we know as well, we know a lot of, a lot of that generation are anti-coach in general. Like, they're just hmm. anti a coach being a thing in cricket. Yeah. I don't know why cricket teams have coaches. Yeah. And I get there's obviously some role there for them. And the way they were firing off at Pat Cummins, hmm. like, boys, maybe just wait two days. Maybe see what Pat has to say. They left no powder, mate. They, they, just, they went nuts. Like, Well, like, I didn't. When all these stories were coming out and then people were rehashing um, were rehashing all these old players, or sorry, laying bare their hypocrisy, I guess, by like pointing out the old coaches that they'd rallied against. I had no idea who Tim Nielsen was. Apparently he coached Australia for several years. But um, well, there you go. Yeah. Who knew? Not me. That kind of proves <laughs> my point, right? Like this wasn't, I don't, like I know who John Buchanan is obviously because he was there for so long, but like, and Mickey Arthur had the homework thing, but I don't really feel like, being the Australian cricket coach became like a proper like celebrity role like it's become until Darren Lehman. And mm. maybe that's just because the names have become more recognisable now than they were. And like everyone knows who Darren Lehman is, everyone knows yeah, who Justin Langer that's, is. That's and definitely if, part of it. But like this didn't used to be a thing. And I, also it is, it is I, th- I think it's kind of disingenuous and people just, because he had a long tenure, right? And there was some very bad moments in that tenure. Like losing the Ashes was bad. Getting embarrassed by India was bad. Um, like yes, there were bad moments. Soil, right? There were bad moments in this. And like, yes, the World Cup was great, but like T20 cricket has such a high level of variance. They could run those exact games tomorrow with the exact same teams and we might lose. Like, I don't know if Justin Langer's coaching is why Shaw Marsh hit six dingers in the ground. Was it Mitch Marsh? Who cares? Don't know. doesn't matter. Uh, A Marsh. I don't know if Justin Langer's coaching is the reason why (laughs) A Marsh hit six dingers in the grand final. But obviously the test series, fantastic work. But, and I, I, I've been talking to people at work about this and I got asked about this the other night on a radio thing, but it's like, which, by the way, every single like host and commentator also is overwhelmingly pro-Langer in this discussion. And I think to the point where like the host was kind of taken aback when I said this. But I was like, well, if you take what every single cricket journalist has said of and players have said over the last two years, which is that like after some failings, they said to Justin Langer, mate, you're being too intense. You've got to dial it back. You've got to sort of take a backwards seat. No one's denying that that has happened, right? So we can accept that as fact. Right. Mm -hmm. So if that's a fact, and then after that happened, we had all these great things happen, these things that they're using on his resume to prove while he's such why he's such a good coach, then don't they kind of prove the opposite, if anything? Because like the success only came after the players were like, mate, you have to step back and stop being so involved. So I, I don't really understand how we can accept one fact, which is that Justin Langer was told to stop having such a hands on approach. 
and then say, see the results of that and go, oh, well, that's why he's a great coach. Yes. <laughs> I mean, was it, but were there really results of that? Like you said, P20 World Cup and the home ashes. Also the worst England squad maybe ever, by the way. Yeah. It's one of those things that I actually, the one thing I respect about the decision is that in sports too often do coaches remain, the wrong coach main in, remain in the role yeah. because of they, they got a result. And he only got off for six months, which is, of, they obviously want him that to part, can we, Before you continue, sorry, I will say, and I think this is the one part of this whole thing that everybody can agree on, is that the six-month extension was completely derisory and disrespectful and bullshit. And he had every right to tell them to screw off at that point. The six-month thing never should have happened. Yeah. Oh, 100%. Like, that, that, that was offensive to him, as it should have been. And it, and it was supposed to be offensive. They should have had the balls to punt him yeah. and cop more, more the cost, but... You know, it takes a lot to remove a coach after a winning Ashes series and how much they won. And doesn't that maybe give you a sign of what they really think of him behind closed doors? And the way Pat Cummins came out and said they, they appreciate some of the intensity and a, a great statement too. It made all the old, old players look like absolute fucking children, which they were behaving like. And and they said Lang will still be welcome in the dressing room, whatever, whatever. It's all, it's all PR. But as you said, we want, a coach that's whilst Langer is intense and is about the Australian spirits, but they want a more technical coach. And somehow that, and if that's true, it might not be true. It might be the same, but if it's true, it is the current generation's player player's fault. Is it? Um, that they want a smarter coach, more technical. That's their fault. The, the entire saga and especially the end of it, was just absolute catnip for like Gen Xers and boomers who think that like tough love is the only way to get anything done in this world. And like Mm -hmm. having suffering in your life was actually good because it makes you stronger and all that stuff. And they're the first people to be like, oh, well, you know, these pampered prima donna millennial players, they couldn't handle Justin Langer's coaching style. But did they ever stop to think that maybe like grown adult men don't need Mm. some guy screaming in their face face like for many hours of the day and like also it's, have they it's ever cricket. considered that it's not yeah. a contact sport yeah and have they also ever considered that like i can speak for myself here and i'm sure you and most people in our age bracket do not respond well to that sort of management and that sort of criticism we just don't because it's like you know it's really and, like who the fuck are you to yell at me like and neither did your parents just because yeah. they put up with it doesn't mean they like they didn't like it most of them didn't so, sorry that we're the first generation like I will. I do love that. It's like the current generation of people are not softer, right? We're just yeah. more likely to make our feelings known because yeah, you guys to stand up for scared. ourselves. You fucking cowards. And this, and this isn't everyone. We know some great Gen Xs and Boomers and beyond. Like, yeah. but over, this is more of a blanket statement. So I don't know. Not all. Not all Gen Xs and Boomers. Whatever, but like, it's yeah. true. Like for the most part, people ate their shit sandwich and they shut up about it. And that happens less now. And that's not just cricket. That's not just sport in general. That's you know. That's mm-hmm. That's the environment. That's the workplace. That's everything that involves in our lives. Like right now, you and I agree that like, you know, if you work nine to five, you can leave at five. And that culture Mm -hmm. is starting to get normalized now. I would never say a word to anyone who is leaving their job at the time they're supposed to leave their job. But our parents' generation, that would be like a sin in the workplace. They also didn't want to go home because they had terrible relationships with their partners. That is very true. (laughs) But like... (laughs) That would be like a sin. Like you get a bad reputation in the office if you had the the temerity to leave your office at yeah. the time you're supposed to leave it. 
No, the, the, the divorce generation, mate. They're the one we should listen to. Then yeah, we should listen clearly. to them. Yeah, they're, they're perfect. We've got off on a massive right. tangent here, but regardless. We have, but yeah, it's just, just the way all those, all, like, I know those guys were his teammates and I, I just feel like, like Cummins handled it really well. And those other, you can handle, you can be disappointed in your mate Lane getting punted and not go on those stupid personal tirades. And some of the weird things they said, like, like Shane once said, oh, I think we'd be okay with it if, if if Pat Cummins just came out and said, you know, X, Y, Z, it's like, no, you fucking wouldn't. And he has come out and said X, Y, Z. And has there been an apology? And, and exactly the same thing Pat said is that they wanted him to do exactly what those fuckwits would have done, which is undermine the coach they're trying to get rid of, go out in the media and spray him first if they want to get rid of him. Apparently that's what Cummins should do. He should go out in the media before the, the things happen and just say his bit. Listen, you children, you've got to go out there and white ant your superiors and talk about them behind their backs like an adult would. Like an adult <laughs> would, exactly right. You yeah, go out there and you, you tell the media and look, their shit. Pat Cummins is the man. Like, that guy has just yeah. been so impressive as Australian captain. He says all the right things. He's clearly a very sort of, like, socially and environmentally conscious person. Like, he just seems like an excellent dude. And to just have him have strips torn off him all week just seems unbelievably unfair so i mean i I don't know i mean hopefully this all blows over in the near future but i mean it's still playing out it's pathetic and and he threw no barbs and it would be really easy for him to throw barbs back but even then he's still above that the Mm -hmm. the guys in their 40s or 50s the absolute cats throwing their barbs at him all from every direction you know the guys calling out uh, cummins lack of toughness yeah they were all throwing their barbs from everywhere anywhere they could but cummins didn't didn't get baited and throw them back. So yeah, I thought that was just an interesting saga of a, of a guy that they clearly, like he did serve a purpose, but it was quite clear that his time as an Australian coach was coming to an end. And I thought that the ashes might've saved him. And the fact that it didn't firstly, as we said, shows that that's how far gone he was, but also that like, it's probably the right, it, it's so rare that a winning coach gets sacked right and it turns out to be wrong, unless you're the Detroit Lions. Mostly it's like, oh, yeah, he was winning, but actually he fucking sucks. Like, you guys don't know, but he fucking sucks. Like, Jeff Tuvey at Manly. It's like, you guys are, yeah, I know he's winning games, but I'm telling you, this guy fucking sucks. You mm. know, and that's it with Langer, like, whatever. There he's, he, yeah. and uh, there he's mate, whatever. But it's a bit different again. Your mate isn't, you can laugh at your intense mate screaming in the corner who screams or is always angry. Bit different when he's your boss, mate. And all the players acting like he's he's great. It's like, yeah. Let's see how you handle. Let's see, like Shane Warne couldn't even handle a captain, any captain, let alone a coach. And yet he's telling those guys how to behave. Like, just fucking pull the other one. Yeah, ridiculous. It's a shame. And then you had Mitchell Johnson as well, who we and we love Mitchell Johnson, but that's like, been bizarre, hasn't it? It's like, mate, you got Mickey Arthur pretty much punted over the homework shit. And like rightfully yeah. so, the homework shit was ridiculous. But it was ridiculous because like, you treated him like that children. Happened. Another, you, another you old did school that. thing. <laughs> you yeah, did that's that. another dumb old school thing that shouldn't have happened. And that happened. And then he's talking about how the guys shouldn't, you know, they should just take whatever the coach says. Idiots. Yeah. And I, the Johnson one I found interesting too because Johnson is not really that that, that generation. generation. Like he would have. He's only he only retired a couple of years ago. Like he he would have he played he would have played with Pat Cummins, whereas a lot of these guys didn't. Yeah, I mean, they they did they have any overlap? I think they might they have been yeah, 100%. Overlap. Yeah, Cummins, like, they as a teenager. No, no, not Cummins. I'm talking about uh, Langer and 
Johnson. Oh, I don't think they did. Yeah, um, the test it'd side. It'd be real close. It'd be real, no, real, the, real the close. Langer retired last test was the start of 2007. Oh, Mitch Johnson was first summer. test. Yep, was there the you go. End. So no so overlap at all. Like they probably had had some time together. Aren't they both West Australia guys though? Well, yeah, Tim. But so they probably crossed over a bit. And he and Langer probably coached uh, Justin. Sorry, Johnson at Western Australia at, at, in, at Perth at some point. So there probably is some crossover there. And I know, Justin, I know, I know, before anyone gets angry, I know Mitch Johnson's from Queensland, but he played for yes, the Scorchers yes. for like fucking forever. He did. And Western Australia. For, he did. He played, he played for yeah, Western Australia for like forever. And it, it does look like he was, yeah, he was his coach for three years at Western Australia there. So whatever. Well, but, makes sense again, it's a different scale, isn't it? Like you think Justin Langer was saying a goddamn word to Mitch Johnson at that level? I will. I just, Mitch Johnson's wife put like a 10 paragraph Instagram post out with a photo of Justin Langer talking about how great he is. So maybe their relationship runs a lot deeper than we WA thing. Well, it's a whole WA thing, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. It's just, it's just been insane. I can't, be, like you said, I cannot believe. I was so surprised by the broad outrage about it. The uh, uproar, sorry. The uproar that we, that we saw uproar, yeah. from <laughs> everybody. Like before, I remember like a month ago, before the Ashes, everyone wanted him sacked. Winning fixes most things, but didn't fix this. Obviously, his teammate, old teammates didn't be it. Just a whole strange story. And I, and I don't give a shit who the next Australian coach is. What I care about is, and that's the thing you said, it's changed. And I think it's also part of what Langer did. We talk way too fucking much about the Australian cricket coach now. I'll tell you that much. As I said, who's Tim Nielsen? Don't know. Don't want to know. Yeah. Um, Super Bowl? Super Bowl. Yeah, it should be good. Should be a good day. Should be good fun. Um, yeah, it's um as you said, it's the it's the death of the NFL so, season, and we're going to that weird, yeah. awkward month. The weekend off already sucked. Yeah, I mean, we got the all look. we got the All Stars game and the Super Bowl this this weekend, and then after that, it's just not great until the football. Well, I watch NBA every day, so I'm cool with that. But outside oh, of that, it's me. like nothing else. Well, mate, we could trade deadline. I don't, you don't, you don't oh. talk NBA stuff, but trade deadline. No, I, I, I could talk about it, but I don't know. I know the trade deadline exactly. story because I read a Ben Simmons thing yesterday, but like, um, yeah, yeah. he, he, but, uh, Ben Simmons. No, he's, he's no good. Get him out. <laughs> there you go. But yeah, the Super Bowl. Um, I'm just getting that feeling again. It's the hot take merchant that, that, uh, that Joe Burrow is going to do it. Mm. He's a winner. He just, just wins things. He just wins and, things. And that Stafford is a known loser. So, like, you do have to factor that in. No one's you do have better at losing in. than Matt Stafford. Yeah, and also Joe Burrow's got some, like, pro-communism, uh, anti-capitalism tweets in his past. Yeah, I did uh, see that. And he's a big fan of the movie Pootie Tech. Yeah, he's a he's a Cavs fan. He has, like, in his old history, he has a lot of, like, Cavs Twitter garbage. So, you know, just, just, feel, yeah. just feeling it. Just feels like he's going to win again. I hate that Joe Burrow's in that division because I really like him. It's been so easy to boo Baker Mayfield and and the guy from Pittsburgh for ages. So like, yeah, he's um he's so likable. I imagine he, I imagine like Bengals and Browns fans feel the same way about Lamar. So whatever. So there's a quote there, by the way. So this is why Aussies have to get behind the Bengals. Uh, Joe Burrow is a Matthew Delavadova fan. Yeah, I didn't and, know that. I'm in. I'm all in. Yeah, you're in. And he he said. If he was to play the NBA, he'd probably score 12 to 15 points a game. I knew that quote, and, which I love because people have said he's like the most irrational confidence guy of all time, which I love. Which he probably that is. speaks like, my language. Yeah. But they did say, but his player comps also Della Vadova. So I can buy you go out there and play like Delhi. You know? yeah. <laughs> but 
but you know he's he's kind of tall though like oh, he's not NBA tall but there's always something funny you see too like you know Joe Burrow is NFL tall yeah and then you never see the worlds collide but like you end up like who was it Steph Curry stood next to who's the brand um was it Miles Garrett yeah maybe. that's it Steph Curry's bigger my... than Miles Ga- oh, he's bigger okay. than Miles Garrett that's it's fine. like puts things in perspective a lot bigger sorry he's about the same size when you see them next to each other who did that tweet about Osama Bin Laden who what there's this old tweet I think it was one of the Celtics players was like Osama Bin Laden should have been hooping instead of killing people because he's tall as hell or something like that (laughs) (laughs) Osama Bin Bin Laden was like six foot six that's great but yeah Joe Pyro's got old Cavs tweets Delhi tweets once wanted to be Delhi like that's that's your man you know, I know Cavs parts me, but being a Delhi fella, there's not many people uh, in America who, <laughs> who are Aussies who aren't like who are Delhi fellas who aren't Aussies. Uh, sorry, I, I found it. It was um, hate Delhi. It was scary Terry Rogier who tweeted this when he was like a teenager. Osama should have hooped no. instead of trying to kill people because he's tall as hell. <laughs> <laughs> well, you see, scary Terry is also a Cavs fan. So no, there you go. It's all coming together. The, the, uh, James, James, James Harden, Osama bin Laden, same height. Just saying. There you both go. It's all the hell. So. And, he, and both giant beards, both terrorists. Yeah. It's, all, it's all coming together. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, one Super faked his game. death, one flops all the time. Same thing. There you go. It's the same, same thing. Um, I um, like, I just enjoy the game when like the Patriots or the Steelers can't win. So it's just nice to be. I've had just chill out. no pre-Super Bowl stress for that, for that reason. I, I thought I would be against the Rams more than I am, but I'm actually not. Mm. Like, I don't like Sean McVay. But that hasn't actually, I don't hate Sean McVay either, if you get me. It's just that I don't mm. like him. So I actually haven't got any, I'm not cheering against anyone. I'm just, I'm cheering for Joe Burrow and the Bengals. But if they lose, I'm not going to be sulking I, or things. I can't like cheer for them because they're in our division, but I don't, I don't care if they win. Yeah, that's it. Which is, which is, a, it's about as good as you can ask for in a final in like any sport. Cause it's pretty yeah. hard if you follow a league tough that when the final comes around, there'll be two teams in there you're okay with winning. Pretty hard. Yeah. Just doesn't happen all that often, especially in rugby league when the Storm of the Roosters are in it every single year. Apart from last year, yeah. two likable teams, Penrith and the Grand Old Club. Fantastic. Um, <laughs> that settles that. <laughs> yeah, it does. Um, what, what, what else you got? You want to talk about anything else before we get on the questions? Or are you no, good? I think we get, get, get on the questions. Um, I'm looking forward to the, the season almost getting here so we can start getting some previews and talk an actual footy chat. But it does, yeah, um, it does feel very weird that it's February and outside of saying... X Y or Z is training really well. There's been very, very little rugby league chat. I remembered one thing we should talk about before we move to questions. Yeah, go on. Reese Walsh. Oh yeah. So he's homesick from I, I sorry, just so I understand, he's homesick from the Warriors who are based in Redcliffe. So he wants to leave and sign for Redcliffe. Yes. <laughs> oh. Yeah, pretty much. Huh. Uh yeah. Since the day he went there, I think we want to spoke about it here a few times. He was like always going to end up back in the Queensland team. It just happens to be that there's going to be one around next year that will have lots of money and they probably will pay him a million bucks a year. And they're probably like going back to the Broncos, he was never going to get paid as much as the Warriors, but the Dolphins might pay him as much, maybe even more than the Warriors can. So it does feel like that's just like a thing that's going to happen now. Hey, that destiny is there that he's talking about it already, but it'll be he's got a player option in 2024. Obviously, he's not taking that. He had to break his contract a year early. But I just love that he hasn't stepped in New Zealand for a day and he's talking homesickness. Yeah, exactly like, right. You know, and it's one of those things like I wouldn't blame him 
if it's like if the, the way these things played out, it's like not like the team moved like it it was always going to be in New Zealand. You know, it's like when you sign when you signed for the overseas team and you didn't sign for like sometimes a guy, he's young, you know, and he has a kid. He had a kid at 19. And maybe in a different world, he signed for a Sydney team and he and he actually wanted to move back home and he felt homesick. Well, I can almost buy that then. It's like, okay, I'm in Sydney. I thought it'd be easier, but I want to go back to Brisbane, live near my family. You know, I've got a I'm a 19 year old one year old kid. I can't do this shit on my own down here. I could buy into that, but it's like you signed for the fucking Warriors, bro. <laughs> like you shouldn't be in the you weren't supposed to be in Australia this year. It only happened late. Like they're supposed to be in New Zealand this year. It's like, what did you expect? It's in New Zealand, but it's quite clear he it was a young man decision of that. He signed for a club where he could play first grade as soon as possible, went there and then thought, obviously him and his manager thought, fuck it, he can get out of the contract anyway, which he's going to try and do. But as a, as a Broncos fan, I have putting zero stock in him returning. I don't give a shit. He's really good. I'll be happy if we sign him. But I've seen enough rumors with the Broncos. I don't give a shit, honestly. If we get him, I'll be stoked. If we don't, don't care either. You know, yeah, so, but yes, um, that's fair. <laughs> yeah, like I don't, like, I think he's a great talent. I don't think he's the prodigious talent we're being told he is. So, and I just don't, you know, it was so fucking easy for him to leave last year. And it's hard for me to really want that guy back. <laughs> you know, like he was told, and I know that Peter Nolan probably lost his job around it, but he was told that he could have whatever jersey he wanted this year. One or six was his. And they, he was going to debut after, like the, he could debut in like round 13, development contract, you know? And he couldn't fucking wait. He left to go debut in like round 10 or 11. It's like, fuck me. That is not a smart human. I don't care if I'm not. No. Like, like um, again, he signed for the team in the other country he doesn't want to live in. So he could play first go rugby league like three weeks earlier than he was going to. I will say though, like that's the marquee that's the kind of marquee signing they need though. Oh, hundred percent it is. Like good looking boy, good poster boy. And again, it's not about how much me or you rate him. It's the fact that right now he is rated as one of the the best young players in the game. And that's the kind of sign they do need to make. And one they could probably, you know, feel okay about spending a million bucks on. Yeah. Yeah, so, no, totally. Uh, yeah. So it's, it seems hard to see him not at the Dolphins if he's, if he's leaving. I don't think Brisbane are going to pay that money. Yeah, no, totally. All right. Uh, so without any further ado, uh, let's get into the questions. Are you serious? We're going to have any questions. Question time over on patreon.com forward slash NRL boom rookies. If you want to guarantee your question getting answered a few more this week, which is nice to see uh, Westlife pod. Jesus. These are, these are long <laughs> with all the trials now being televised and things like tigers, roosters, manly Raiders doing back to back weeks of double headers. You think the NRL is starting to think of the preseason as much, like the NFL, as in the results don't matter, but there's enough interest in them to broadcast them and dress them up like actual games. The charity shield obviously has been the only one in the past. Doesn't seem so long ago NRL teams would go to the bush and bash up bush teams instead tele- untelevised. For example, the Tigers would often play the entrance Tigers. Yeah. That's how I remember that. Yeah, they used to do that. Um, yeah, look, I think that that's, that's good. I don't think you really need like injuries suck. They're always going to happen though, but like yeah, I think one trial with your full team is probably enough. I mean, I kind of hate that they're getting televised, not because I don't want to watch them, but it's because people do want to watch them. 
it's really easy, right? They have to just put a camera, a couple cameras out there, whatever. It's obviously the cost involved, but it's really easy to just broadcast those now in the future rather than do things like the nines. And we're now in do it easy mode. So that's what we'll be doing in the future. And that's why I don't like it. It's like, I'd rather (laughs) broadcasted trials or the nines. Mm, I know what I'm picking. And some of the trials like the Broncos are playing, uh, Winner Manly this weekend, and they don't send a full strength team there. But like a lot of trials are just straight up garbage. Like I've watched, because I with work we always have the vision for all the trials in the past. Like you know they run through forty odd players, some good players, some players don't play the whole preseason, or they play twenty minutes, whatever. That's not good rugby league. It's just really not. And I know we'll dress it up and watch it, and and it'll still be rugby league on TV, so I'll watch it too. But I just I'd rather have the other ways of opening the season that I actually like the NRL opening season with the nines and an all stars. And I know people watch trials cause they're pumped and excited to see those guys play, but they're not actually good games. Kind of like how round one usually always sucks. They're not yeah. really in footy shape. They're not really got combinations going. So um, yeah, it's definitely, they're going to keep doing it and they won't go back from now, but I just wish we did other things still. Yeah. I miss the nines now that you mention it. Oh, well, yeah. Uh, Sam Stevens, who would you rather be? Oh, these are good questions. Uh, Michael Jordan at the Wizards, mm-hmm. Brett Favre at the Vikings, Sonny Bill Williams at the Toronto Wolfpack, Harry Kuehl at the Melbourne Heart, or Sting at the WWE? Uh, I think Favre at the Vikings, easy, because like he did nearly win a championship. I was going to say, like I think last is Kuehl at the Melbourne Heart. Yeah. Uh, so, well, Sting's still going, right? Isn't he at the yeah, age, Sting's AEW? in AW, so he's not in WWE. But is he? His is WWE. His no, but his his WWE tenure was like terrible. It is sucked. He, is he still shit house now? I mean, he doesn't really do much. He just kind of stands around. He's so old, dude. Well, yeah, he's um, in his sixties. Yeah, maybe probably late fifties. Like there, rest, yeah. late fifties in wrestling is like a hundred. So. It's like Vince um, McMahon think, was in his 50s when we all laughed at him wrestling like 20 years ago. Yeah, I, I'd say in order, Fab, Sonny Bill, Michael Jordan, Sting, Harry Kuehl. Well, Sting was in the WWE for like six years. No. 2014 he, to 2020. Well, yeah, but he wasn't like in the WWE. Doing anything yet. Like he was, he wrestled like three matches in total. Ah, so he was in, he was actually in there for like two years and then was yeah, doing a spray yeah, yeah, thing yeah, of turning yeah. up and not doing anything. Yes, he was like not even that. Like I could count the number of times I remember Sting doing stuff in WWE on like one hand. Like he had this feud with Triple H, and then Triple H beat him at WrestleMania, which was hilarious. Um, and then like he didn't—I don't remember him doing anything after like 2016, to be honest with you. So maybe he was just yeah. like contracted, but he didn't do anything. It just feels oh, like one of those things. Like why did yeah, it happen um, then? You you know more than me. Why did Sting go to WWE then? It, I. Don't know. They wanted this big pop for WrestleMania where they brought all these old dudes back and they had this match with you. It was kind of cool. Like he fought Triple H and like like DX ran out, the NWO ran out, like Rick, like it was it was pretty cool. But yeah, it was weird because like it should have happened 20 years earlier. Yeah, is that so is that why um Kevin Nash came back? Didn't he feel with CM Punk? Kevin Nash came back twice. Kevin Nash also came back in 2011 and did the thing with CM Punk, which was kind of cool. Fuck Kevin Nash. I never liked Kevin Nash. He's actually surprised. I think he's like quite left-leaning. So I like Kevin Nash. Well, I mean, I only know from my days of being a wrestling fan, I was like 15. I, I, I couldn't stand Kevin Nash. Yeah, I'm just telling I mean, you. I remember like Sting's a funny one because obviously he's 
people, a lot of people who aren't wrestling fans still recognize him to this day, despite like not, he's not really wrestled at a big promotion for 25, like 25 odd years now. So people uh, still recognize him, but yeah, it's just, it never made, I know now when I was young, I didn't understand why he didn't turn up in WWE, but I know later on now it's because he's on like, he was on like a bazillion dollars to sit at home and do nothing. But it's just strange that he never ended at any of those times after they brought so many guys in. Like they did Scott Skiner for Christ's sake. Scott Skiner sucks. They brought so many guys in from like 2003 onwards when their contracts, their Warner contracts expired. That Sting never got a run until what? So 2014. Bizarre. Yeah, it's really weird. I wonder if he got offers before that. He must have. They must have approached him. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he was at TNA for like a lot of that time, but I never watched TNA, so I don't know how well that went. Yeah, yeah. Well, you probably won the title a bazillion times. But anyway, maybe, maybe. the other, other ones. That, so I think last is Harry Kuehl. Uh So Sting at WWE will probably be second last then for me. Would that be maybe that's last then actually? Like Harry Kuehl and Melbourne Hart was terrible. So I don't know. He was kind of still good when he went to the victory. So yeah, may uh I'm going to go Harry Kuehl at Melbourne Heart last because, like, Sting at WWE, he at least would have got pops and had a good time, you know? Whatever. So that's last. I'll go I'll go Sting second last. Sonny Bill third last. And then second place, MJ at the Wizards and first, Brett Favre at the Vikings. I think what you said there, Favre at the Vikings is by far and away number one. If you didn't throw that pick, they'd something. probably win the Super Bowl. So Yeah, like, he actually took, he actually had a really good season when he went there and he went to the, the playoffs and... Sonny Bill and the Wolfpack, like Wolfpack kind of just fell apart. So not great either. And then MJ at the Wizards did have, had some good games, had some good numbers, but yeah. No, <laughs> it's just second place there. Uh, second last question on Patreon. Mario Siegs, which, which other ex-players should head to Camden and other Bush teams? Oh, I, don't I, know. I could not care less. All of them? <laughs> I, I I love footy. Oh, yeah, I love Josh Dugan signed for Thurlman. Nick Cantor was very excited. Yeah, I was not as excited. Curtis Scott for Camden Rams. That's why. He yeah, was he's, he wasn't as excited about that one. That was, yeah, we'll just say he was. <laughs> uh, but it's it's one of those things, man. Like, I love footy. I watch heaps of juniors, but I really don't give a shit about old fellas go play for Bush team. You know, like, uh, I know a lot of guys do. I really don't. I usually would agree with you, but if Chrissy's playing for Casino and they play Todd Carney's Byron Bay, we might have to road trip up there. Bit different. <laughs> it's true. But also, as me, Kevin and I discussed him doing that the other day, and he's like, what would happen is we'd get there and they'd be like, oh, yeah, Chrissy's not playing today. That's what would happen, like 100%. Yeah, yeah. So. he crashed his car on the way in or something, mate. Like he's done. It's a long drive, too. <laughs> yeah, anyway. it's just like, like uh, some of those things, like, I don't, like, that's different because, like, Todd Carney, I know Sandow, is not a great of the game, but he's a great meme of the game. And Todd Carney's the same thing. It's very different to like, oh yeah, Josh Dugan's playing somewhere. I'm happy to never hear from Josh Dugan again. You know, it's fine. Uh, next one, Christopher. This is a, okay. More of a rant than a question. But how dead is the All-Stars concept now? Mm. In the first game, we had Lockyer and Benji in the halves. Hayne at fullback, Falau and Manu Vatuvai on the wings. That's a pretty good team. That is. And fast forward to 2016, and this is why the other one died, but he says, anyway. And we got Moses Zembai, Mitch Moses in the halves, the Mir- and mediocrity like Croker and then McDonald making the team. Change it to Maori or Souls, revived it a bit, but even now there's still so little star power actually cares about this game. And what he wants is the players, but he actually cares as much as people think. 
like to think there wouldn't be so many stars dropping out. Some of them were not but, allowed to play, but I think he, overall it's a fair point in the sense that these teams are very, very weak compared to. Yeah, the I, last agree, I agree with that, and I and I don't think but this I game do does think, matter a lot to a lot of people. I do think players do care, and I know what he's saying, but it's because of the choices they had to make this year. Some of them weren't allowed to play with clubs, but a lot of them had to make that choice of do you want to spend a week in a hotel, and I wouldn't. <laughs> yeah, you got to factor that in too. This year is a little bit different to. Previous. With COVID rules and and yeah. clubs have in the past when clubs didn't want players to go they had no reason to let them go they have a great excuse this year to not let them go and that's the the world's greatest excuse for the last two years the bloody coronavirus mm. you know too much risk so but yeah I I do agree with you that if this happens even though I enjoyed those Indigenous and Maori All Star games if this happens in the next year or two I'd rather see it die than it have shit teams yeah no I think that's Hopefully, when COVID, if, if COVID's under control next year, we get do we do get some like full strength teams again next year. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully, and uh, over on to Discord. Now, where's my first one? There's my first one. Mario Siegs uh, asks, "Is outroar now officially the word of the pod, <laughs> or it's catchphrase?" Yeah, yes, definitely outroar. Oh, I said uproar earlier. I'm an idiot, but yes, it's it's not officially the word of the podcast. But no, I think you said outroar. Did I? Well, I can't remember. Uh, I don't know. It's fine. You did great. It's the same thing. But yeah, um, I did see, I did get someone messaged me today about um, another racist, the troll tweet today. It's like, is this one going to go on rookie takes? Yeah, we're not going to keep just reading the racist ones out in the future, even if you admit them, because like, I don't want to keep giving air to those guys. You know, a race, we, we did it this year, but next year we're not going to keep doing yeah, it. Yeah, we're going to. Uh, yeah, we we after you can submit them. We might, read, we might read them that week, but they're not getting like, through the I, voting. I did hate reading. reading out some of those things like ten times. Like, yeah, yeah, it, so. yeah, exactly. And uh, we want to give the rookie take really to the stupid hot take. Like the 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 guy asking should Souths have won the grand final because the field goal bounced over the crossbar. That that's the kind Dang, of thing perfect. we're looking for. The guy yeah. said Boyd Cordner was the most overrated player of all time. That that's the th- kind of thing we're looking for. Yes. And uh, anyway, Ben Qualiata. God. We, okay, we spoke about this. It's about Pat Cummins. Mm. Anyway, and, and Western Australia. Anyway, he's on a serious note. Is there any valid criticism of how Cummins has handled this entire situation considering he hasn't run his mouth in the media like emotional formal players? Is there any valid criticism? There probably is some valid criticism, but I don't know enough about yeah, I agree the, with that. the rest of it. Uh, Friday beers. Oh, here we go. Rank the best sports to play socially with mates. Okay, assuming beer pong doesn't count as a sport, obviously basketball is number one. Like you, I don't no, know how you could uh, argue that. Are we like a social t- team comp or play with the boys? Oh, like, the right. Like, well, I thought I took things. it to mean the. I took it to mean the latter. Yeah. Like when I mean, we if we're, then, if we're any good, if, 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 if we're any good, basketball would have been. For well, both. no, but we're not I'm saying like if you're yeah. if you're talking about like we used to go on Saturday morning and play hoops, right? Like you couldn't do that with soccer because we just didn't have enough people. Or yeah, that was a good tradition like we had, and then it died. But we, we, you, it was you a good moved. One. I moved. <laughs> well, I had baseball. Then, I, my baseball season started again. Exactly right, and then I, can't, um, and I now I'm back, and I'm yeah, we haven't done it yet. But it, that's, it's, we should put a pin in that. <laughs> we should, but. 100%. I'll be, I'll be pro doing that again, but that was good. Yeah, 100%. Um, table tennis be second, um, if that counts. Um, I think, but in the sense of like actually playing in a competition and stuff, I think soccer is clearly the best, is, um, uh, in my opinion. I'm obviously biased because I've done that my whole life, but 
Um, rugby league would be one of the worst. <laughs> Unless yeah. you're really good, I suppose. Yeah, I don't like. Um, I like touch. I don't like Oztag. But uh, f- football, yeah. I, I did until like my mid to late twenties, and I haven't done it for. I'd be trash. It's just so mm. long. Like I don't know. Every now and then, someone will kick your ball somewhere, and it's like, oh, I've got no first touch anymore. You know, <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, I touched six meters. So, but football is a great one just because it's one of those things. It's it's anything that has a good modified version of the sport, and most sports don't have a good modified version. Oh, like, actually, you know what would be right up there because it takes away the bad aspects of sucking at tennis. Squash. Yeah, <laughs> squash is fun because like even if you suck, you don't have to go get a ball. There's no you don't have to worry about faults and all that shit. Like it's a lot of fun to play, even if you're a total beginner. Yeah, so I like, yeah, basketball definitely up there. Even when I, I played a, in a normal five and five side, and I goddamn sucked. It was actually just, it was good fun. So both of them, playing with your mates or playing in a comp. I like I was, uh, touch playing in a comp. Playing with your, like, football again, comp's great. Playing with your mates, not as much because you don't have the, like, the goals. You can still you know, do I, it. I, I play futsal like every Monday night with my old high school mates, like, socially, like, on a proper like, futsal court. It's a lot of fun, but that requires, you know, like, that requires us having a WhatsApp group where we plan every week and we pay money to whoever books the court and stuff. So that, yeah. it's a lot, a lot of, lot of planning goes into. What other ones like backyard really cricket? Make, make, make the pot. Oh yeah, that that backyard that cricket. But, again, but playing backyard cricket. None team. of us here are boomers, mate. Who's got a backyard? Very good point. <laughs> um, I enjoyed backyard cricket. Like, doesn't happen anymore. Um, like I was a batter in our cricket team, so like bowling days because you know you used to play like two days like bowling days were so yeah. fucking boring to me like oh my god it was the worst like i never bowled pretty much oh bowled once, bad at got a cricket so i like so. back of cricket's all right well i opened the batting so like i could feasibly be doing nothing for what so it's five hours 10 hours across two days i could feasibly be doing nothing for like nine hours and 55 minutes of the 10 hours i'm there to play cricket fantastic yeah that that's about what what i usually contribute so <laughs> no different and that's why i only lasted a year playing social cricket but um, I, I do think like we at the age where we become golf guys, like does that start soon. Uh is a fucking golf guy. How'd that happen? Yeah, that's that's strange. That's I don't we, like we it. We lost a real one. It, I, don't <laughs> I don't know. It's funny because I don't really feel like we're missing any either. Like, tennis is again, I don't mind tennis, right? But actually there's there's a, a curve of being decent at it to go do mm. that. Mm-hmm. Like we did some tennis. Like I, when we used to do Saturday basketball with us, I used to do Friday basketball at work as well. And we, and we did one of the guys I used to work with. It was like a tennis coach. He was like Leighton Hewitt's coach. When he was like fourteen. Just like this, like Edwin Smith beat Nick Kyrgios when he was thirteen. Hmm. Uh, <laughs> hmm. Anyway, we we played tennis like that. And obviously, when he played, it wasn't fun. But when all when four of us shit house guys played doubles, it was fun because like shit guys and doubles, you can keep the ball on the court. You know that was all right. But uh, it sucked playing anyone decent and it sucked playing singles because, like, none of us are getting to a shot and getting it back in, <laughs> you know. Uh, what, else, what else is a social sport? Did you, did you skateboard, Bungard? Is that a no. thing you do with the fellas? No. 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 I actually no, we went aren't. bouldering a couple of times. It's pretty fun. Yeah. That's all. That's all. Then there's obviously drinking games at the other, the real social sport. Oh, well, yeah. Well, as I said, beer pong is obviously number one, if that counts. Yeah. I like touch a lot, touch footy, a lot more than I was tagged. And yeah, but a lot of that touch footy and I was tagged depend on getting in a good team a lot more than some of the other ones do. Like football, even then you can be in a shitty-ish team and go okay if you're decent enough. You can't, mm. no one, a good player cannot save a bad touch team. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, six again. Does Dan Gadane yell goodbye as he flushes? I hope so. Uh, yeah, I hope so. 
Oh, here we go. Coleman asks us to rank the top five sports or events in the Winter Olympics. Either way, how fun they will be to try or how quickly you'd be killed attempting said All sport. All right, should we try and do both? Yes. So, like, anything that involves, like, skiing or snowboarding and doing a flip in the air, we would die. So, that's that's number. That's probably number two behind um, the skeleton or the luge, whichever, like, the one where you go and head first down the yeah. fucking thing. That's obviously number one. Probably be the most fun if I knew I wouldn't die but I would die. So it's probably at the top of both lists. Yeah. I mean, yeah, the most, like, I feel like, yeah, like bobsled or something like, I mean, okay. Freestyle skiing has to be fucking insanely fun. If you're good at, if you can do it, like the jumping and spinning. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, But it is, that's probably at the top. Yeah. The, both the dying and fun. Um, this, the fun scales, uh, it's curling fun. I watched a little bit. I didn't, it didn't take, no, well, it's, we're not it's one of those ones either, funny so to like, act like it's serious. I know yeah, it's for the people true. there, but it's like, you know, it's like it's not that serious. What, what are we doing here, fellas? Yeah. Um, uh, speed skating yeah. would be fun again if I wasn't mortally terrified of falling over and then someone skating nice. over my fingers and yes. slicing them off. Yeah. Which I think is a um, perfectly rational fear. Yeah, the bobsled would be would be great fun. So the, the luge yeah. is like if you could guarantee me I wouldn't die. I'd do it. Well, the skeleton. The, I mean, again, the skeleton must be some rush. That's the one if you guys don't know, it's one when you go fa- like down the luge face first. Yeah, it's crazy. Is it a, but that, that's one of the ones that'd be, that'd be some rush. Mm. But uh, they're all, almost all the good ones are the ones that you're the most scared of. You know, like, oh, actually, ice hockey would be fun too if I was any good at that. But uh, it's again, mm. the skating. Uh, Not know, here for it. There's, gotta, there's more sports there. There's a dumb There's a dumb thing. With, what is it? There? Like the, the cross country skiing. The worst, skiing. The worst would skiing. be cross country skiing. Yeah, I used, back in, back in uh, my youth, my God, back in, you know, the old days. I had a Sega Mega Drive, not not a okay. Sega Genesis, not a Super Nintendo system. I had a Sega Mega Drive. I had, and there was one that there's a. It it came with like this thing with six games on it, and one of the six games was the Winter Olympics. Yeah, and on that cross country skiing was fun because you got to shoot a gun. Oh. <laughs> you got to do skiing. Is that was, still that's still a thing? Isn't that the biathlon? Isn't that still a thing? Yeah, yeah I think so. That part was fun. I believe there's, there's a gun involved in the Winter Olympics there at is. some point. It's like it's like you you you, you do cross country skiing and then you like you lie down and you and you shoot for some reason. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what the origin of it is, but whatever. That's that's a fun one. Cross country skiing itself, it just sucks, doesn't it? They're all anyone. Have you been watching the, the any of the the Winter Olympics? Only I'm only when I'm at sure. work. Um, the only when I'm at work. Uh, come on, there's gonna be no. I mean, we're not missing a sport. Hey, I can't think of any. Like, the no, of, I pulled up the list while we were talking. We didn't big air, like all the freestyle. Yeah, all that stuff. All so it all looks like fun. a lot of fun if you were good at it. But again, yeah. I wouldn't be. Um, oh, I that did one, enjoy. What's the one? Moguls. That one's yeah. what could go so wrong so fast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was watching that video fun. the other day of the guy going dick first into one of the like poles that you have to skate through, and then like screaming. <laughs> it's fucking great. That's great. Because he's fine. He, it's not like a, he was fine like two minutes later. It was all good. What's mono bob? That's a new one, isn't it? That's just bobsled with one person. No, the name sounds more exciting. It does, but it's exactly what I thought it should be, mono bob. Anyway, uh, Justin has a coaching record ever been talked up to the level of Justin coaching legend Langer before? Um, it's always I mean, overrated coaches. It's all the overrated coaches are always guys who are like former players that have links in the media or similar. Just like when Jeff Tuvey got his punt punted, whatever. Like, but I can't think of one more recently. 
with Langer than Langer because the Australian cricket team is still one of those teams, very few Australian teams that people care a lot about. Like, yeah, because like in, in the Socceroos right now, the Arnie and Ange thing is really big in football, but no one else gives a fuck. Hmm. Yeah, I, he, I don't know. Did, did he win like, overseas test series though? Who? Langer. He didn't, no. did he? No. Yeah, like um, so I don't think so. Uh, I don't know. Um, I don't know. Doc Rivers probably up there. Overrated. Well, yeah, like yeah. He, like won one 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 championship. Like just had a joke. Like had one of the best five rosters in the league every single year. His coach basically. Yeah, like, and he he's he's got that again now. Obviously, well, I wouldn't say best five, but he's at Philly. But it's the same thing. Like he's won all the sense. He's been a head coach since like ninety nine. And his teams have got done in the first round of the playoffs. Like, what are they? Okay, we'll bring that well, up. That I reckon this team was amazing and they never made it past the yeah, second round, right? Yeah, they got, like, but yeah, and they also lose in tremendous fashion in the playoffs. And sometimes you can watch his team during the season. I remember talking about it last year with um, well, people watch basketball with the Philly. It's like when they were getting uh, Ben Simmons to stand in, in the dunker spot and similar. And when they were like shrinking him out of the offense, this is going to like, yeah, it's working in, pre- in the regular season, right? It was working, they're winning games, whatever. The whole year, this is going to hurt them in the playoffs. It's just going to. Like, you can't bend him as doing nothing. Like, and I know people now think he does nothing, but you can't even the dunker spot doing nothing and freezing him out of the offense like entirely. And then in the playoffs, what teams are just going to leave him open? And, and yeah, it's like you didn't have a plan B. Like, but he does it all the time. And the, the, the sport, it's different. The sport is different in the regular season to the playoffs because, like, you, you, your rotation shortens. You play the good players longer minutes. The refereeing is a bit tougher. There's less, you know, cheap fouls and similar. The sport is a little different, and you've got to prepare for that. And Doc Rivers seems to be like great regular season coach who just cannot win a fucking playoff yep. series. He won. He won playoff series. La- I think last year's playoff series was like his first playoff series win since, like, oh, fuck, since when? And actually, you know, the Clippers did win playoffs his last year there. Anyway. They, they sucked. They won a series his last year there, but he gets knocked out in the first round like seven or eight times out of his year. So that's not a bad one. But he's he's also in that bug basket though. It's like he's he'll have a job forever because his teams are, are goodish. Doc Rivers. And some teams are okay with being goodish. Yeah. yeah uh, I think I've nailed that. Good work, mate. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think there's um any other other ones in, in Australian sports as recently. I know someone's listening to this and screaming at us. It's probably someone in AFL I don't give a fuck about, but that is as overrated as or maybe no, it doesn't count. Ricky Stewart, I was gonna say. Remember how hype Ricky Stewart was like a decade ago as a coach? Game's best thinker, mate. That was that was literally what it said in his like column thing at, in the telegram. The game's best thinker. Yeah, okay. so I think he was there at some point, but let's come back. Anyway, next question. Frankie asks us about the video we already saw, we already seen. Team with his daughter, uh, awesome. Team with his daughters. Yeah. Brenton Sloan, on a scale of one to ten, how stupid a name is the big dance for a horse race? Or for um, that horse race, or for that matter, anything. All horse racing is stupid and should be banned. Thank you. Big dance horse race. Is there a name of a race? Well, Andy's announced it a is. new race today. I what obviously didn't read anything about it because I hate horse racing. But yeah, he announced some new race called the Big Dance. Got it. I don't want. He really gets all of his ideas when he's in the pokies room or something. Hey, or at the pub, like the yeah, Big Dance. Sure. I, I don't want to talk about it. Neither do I. Next, next question. 
we'll go over to Twitter for the last couple of questions. Sick. We'll answer a few of these and we'll get out of here. Not all of these. Uh, no, that's comments. Okay. David Hunter, would playing trials in regional cities and having them at special community events be good for the game? Will be better served to do the same in possible expansion locations? Also, do you like the idea of a three-way game? What? Each team plays two oh, of three I, periods. That's kind of fun. What's what's a three-way game? So, like, Broncos, Seahawks, Penrith all go to the same regional area. The first game is Broncos v Panthers for 25, 30 minutes, whatever. Then Panthers mm-hmm. v Seahawks, then Seahawks v Broncos. Of course, the, 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 the only downside of that is, of course, that, like, when the third team comes in for their first game against a team that's gassed, they'll probably just stop them. Yeah. Which well, we just played like two games. Two games would also just... Yes, get some like teams a, out there. Sounds like a, not the worst. Like, it sounds like a funny show. Don't let Peter no. Volandis see that tweet. Yeah, and they're playing <laughs> trials in regional centers. I honestly, again, like... Well, let's not try and act like we give a... The game currently people give a fuck about expansion of the game. They just fucking don't. And I try to care about these things at the moment, but I just can't care about them. And I don't think... A rugby league game going to one community makes a real difference to the sport. I just don't. Might make a difference to the community. But yeah, I mean, whatever. Yeah. They can take trials to regional areas. You know, again, good for the community, but I don't think it does much for the game, you know? Yeah. Anyway, uh, Davey says, is Billy Walters really getting a starting gig at Broncos? Walters versus Cleary's clash of the, of the Titans. Is he Mitchell? No, he won't. Like, obviously, he'll get a, probably get a game at some point, but. It's like, so they do scrimmages every week. Every team does this. And we've covered this before on the podcast, but the Brisbane are like the only team in the NRL that has multiple people. That's not like, you know, your, pan, your, your writer for the Penrith newspaper or something. It's got multiple actual journalists for the Courier Mail at their training every week. You know, they're the only team in the NRL like that. So people who watch all their scrimmages and then there'll be ones, I, mean, I know that like they've had scrimmages for like three or four weeks and they play you know, the whatever the first grade team of the day will play the second, the reserves. And last week with Albert Kelly away, they tried, they tried Tyson Gamble in a different position. So Kelly, Albert Kelly was away, Tyson Gamble was a different position. Uh, and then they tried Billy Walter. They, and Ezra Mann had already tried and tried his in at five eight. Then they tried Billy Walters there. And then it's like, right. oh, Billy Walters is in the starting side at Brisbane. No. It's just a scrimmage. Like that's like they just try things in those in those. The same thing with like like Jordan Pereira might take Corey Oates' job or similar, but it's like, yeah, Oates played on the wing for like four of those like three of those scrimmages and Pereira played for one. And the one that makes the papers is the one that Pereira played, not the three Oates played, because there's no story in like Corey Oates keeps job. Not a headline. That's a fair point. <laughs> you know, right. no headline in like what I mean, without Billy Walters, right? The Walters thing is the thing, but there's just like, they're not going to talk about Adam Reynolds as starting halfback for Broncos. Do you think? It's like, oh, wow. It's like, yeah. and there's, so we think that all skipping is Pat fucking Carrigan is the lock, and I hate it. Like, it's not even the fact to do with, like, people know what I feel about Carrigan as a lock. I think he can go to the front row and be okay in a smaller stint, but I hate that they think he'd be a different player, but I mostly hate is like, he's come back from a major injury, and they're just going to throw him back into playing like 60 minutes a week at lock and just hope it turns out okay. Maybe it will. Genius. <laughs> maybe, <laughs> maybe this will be different. <laughs> yeah. It'd be sweet. Okay, that's that's all the questions. You got, right. you got anything else, Bungers? No, I'm good. I was, that was a lot of fun. Um, I'll see you on Friday. You will. Yeah, yeah. God, podcast Dusty next week, but we'll be back. Oh, look. We will. And then we'll have, so there'll be an All-Stars game. There'll be Trolls team next week. 
mm-hmm. talk about trial teams. There'll be trial footy the weekend after. We'll have previews of the season. Footy's coming back, and we'll start talking more footy and less other sports. Um, and if you want to support us, patreon.com forward slash NRL Boom Rookies. Uh, you can join for as little as $2 a month. Uh, access to our Discord server, Coltrane Cup, is coming back, which is obviously a big, big point of interest for most people. Um, rookie takes submissions, all that jazz. And a special thank you to Dave, Carlo, Tyson, Rocky and Rocky, Stu, Ben Wallace, Butsy, Ken Beswick, Dan Conan, Doc Hogg, and Anonymous Backer, Frankie, JSG, James K, Jason, Joel Wrigley, Josh Brandon, Lachlan Hancock, Leon, lifelong Dolphins fan, Maddie Jenkins, Matt Coleman, Matthew Duggan, Michael Murray, Morgan Watkins, my ding dong is hard and I'm sad, never trendy, party keg, Razor, Reese Brown, Rowan Edwards, Roxanne Clark, Seymour Butt, Simo, Stephen Hickey, Swarzy, Ty, the not so mature, student, Thor Laycock, Tom Hardy, and Was. Thank you all for your support. To everyone in the lower tiers and everyone who just listens, thank you as well. All right. We have come to the end of another episode of Boom Rookies. Um, we'll be back next week, wrapping up the All-Stars game, getting into the season proper preview type deals. Uh, we've got some information coming on what we'll be doing this year. We'll probably run it back with some pre- uh, some team-by-team stuff. But, um, yeah, that'll become more clear in the next couple of weeks. So say goodbye, Mitchell. Goodbye, Mitchell. That's goodbye from me.